Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy Ann Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hey, I'm Noodle. Hi, how you doing, Noodle? I'm doing all right. You know, doing doing all right. Doing, Let's say all right. Doing okay. I mean, trying to trying to be better than all right. Trying to be better than not all right. That sounds like a pretty good way to put it. Uh, we are here this month with the irritatingly effervescent <laughs> Jennifer Lane. Hi, Hi Jen. Thank you. Hello, Candy. Hello. You're irritating. Uh, Hey, Jen. I mean, I was going to lean in on the effervescent part, but yeah. You know, it's beautiful. I mean, even in this lighting, Uh, she gorgeous. No, it's actually, she's very, um, yeah, you actually look, you look like you are a filter. Like, I just bought the year (laughs) pack on um, a design kit. I just bought, like, the, I spent the big bucks on the year subscription for all the shit. Ooh, and it's just Jen's face over. It's just over this again. picture of wow. Jennifer with different yeah. kinds of beautiful. Oh my gosh, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna I love it. Burst into ball of embarrassment. Effervescence. <laughs> a ball of a ball of effervescence. <laughs> Think. Oh my god. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, before we get into everything, we're talking about art this month. All kinds of art stuff. Some of our favorite uh art things but we are going to do our new thing that is locking the f down check-in we started this obviously since we started locking the f down it's been so long but it's okay you know what it's we're gonna be fine we're gonna be fine this this month i want to know um what is a way that you are each getting outside and interacting with nature that's helping you right now during what i think for us is month five of lockdown good god um, so we went to Big Bear. We rented an Airbnb. We rented a little boat that we were out on a pontoon. Uh, got a lot of fresh air, did some hiking. I mean, we were still avoiding people, just like in a different place. Because it turned out I was suffering from executive dysfunction in that I could not make a decision about anything. I could not decide anything. I could not establish anything. And I was like, well, I need to get the fuck out of town because clearly my brain has stopped working. That is not ever the way I am. Like I make decisions and move right the fuck on. You know, when, when I was wedding planning, I was like, bam, 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 done. Uh, so for me to not be able to like decide anything, I was like, this, this is a problem. So we went up to Big Bear, we hiked around, we breathed new air, um, and it was really, really excellent. I cannot say enough good things about going to look at different it's walls. It's huge. It's new so air. important. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I really, I decided that I need to just do more like day trips to isolated places but i need to get the fuck out of my house a little bit more uh, and also we look <laughs> at a lot of ducks that's that's what rebel likes to do so we go places where nice. there are ducks ducks are um always good always Quack important <laughs> yeah. ducking adorable that's exactly what what ducks are <laughs> the ducking adorable <laughs> jen how about you what are you doing outside well, actually similarly a couple of weeks ago uh josh and i 
went out to Idlewild for a couple of nights, rented a cabin, did everything outdoorsy but separate um, and then that got us kind of thinking we need to do more of this so last weekend we went and bought ourselves a little camper trailer and That's we so went cool. camping so it was super fun Yay. you know it just pulls behind my jeep can pretty much park it anywhere bring it to any campsite and you know we have our own little kitchen and bed and we're able to bring our kitty cats with us uh they didn't hilarious they didn't like the so journey happy. but they liked the destination so ah much like yes, everybody yes. else so, um, what did you name your adorable well, new the camper model of the camper is a tab and it's a t at sign b so we went with the most obvious tabitha so now we have tabitha that's so in our cute lives. and yes i mean the, the biggest thing is just a change of scenery Getting, getting out of the same four walls is essential for sanity. Candy, what have you done with Mother Nature well, of late? I have really not left these four walls. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of other walls that I tend to frequent, uh, but they suck. These walls are okay. Those walls suck. These walls are fine. Um, I have been taking my coffee outside nice. in the morning. To help me with nature in an effort to not be on my phone in the morning mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, mm. and make sure I get my reading in for the day. Uh, that is nice. awesome. Yeah. So it's a nice, and plus it's not a thousand degrees yet. So it's really peak when I'm going to be mm-hmm. outside. Because <laughs> we are having a for the heat day. wave. We're getting to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're hitting August is coming on in. Yeah. But the be mornings hot. are still so, beautiful. And yes. Being off the phone. Being off of social media has helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I recently gave myself a rule of um, the only thing I am allowed to look at in the morning is Pinterest. Nice. Uh, oh, so you're inspired for your day. Yeah, that's my only... And Pinterest is doing a, um, like, your day thing now, which is just, like, a collection of stuff. I don't know that it actually updates every day. Part of that could be based on how frequently you open the app or refresh your stuff. I'm not sure. Um, but it is a nice like collection of here's some recipes that go along with your stuff. And, and it is, there is some, uh, current events leaning things, but, uh, not in the sense of news in your face, right. you know? Um, so it's yeah. Inspiration in the morning as opposed to, <laughs> well, that's super that's smart. Awesome. I like that a lot. That's I actually a really might good idea. Pinterest yeah. now. And check it out. It's been a while. You know, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Back into it. Back into it. Noodle, get into Pinterest. Uh, you know, I was on Pinterest yesterday, interestingly enough, Happy. for the first time in two years. Yeah. Uh, looking at outdoor storage for the huge amount of trucks <laughs> that Revel has outside of my backyard that are currently parking lot style littered across my lawn. I thought... I need shelving, and if you put in best outdoor shelving for toy trucks, you get a lot of Pinterest. You, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you need like a little more motor pool. <laughs> yeah, I have ordered. Um, yeah, we these parking garages with the crane. You know, and you, you, you second level and yeah. you pull it in. Uh, you stack it, them out. It's a yeah. it's a plastic shelf. That's like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's um, it's just a shelf mm-hmm. looking shelf. That's just gonna be out there shelving. But we have these, like, there's a bajillion trucks in my backyard. 
And at the end of the night, when it is time to put everything away, I'm like, these trucks need to go somewhere. That's so not on shelves everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we would like to come over and put together some sort of pulley system for your truck you know storage the, I, needs. Have at it. I like come, it. Please put together a pulley. Yeah. Some sort of like string the string the trucks from my yeah. house in some way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crochet. You know what? Uh, what is it? Macrame. Macrame me truck hammocks. <laughs> oh my goodness! That could stretch across the yard. Right? How cute would that be? Actions. It would be on Pinterest for people to get inspired by, like that. And they'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. Why lady. the hell did they do that? What? That's not. Why did you just buy a shelf? They're hard to get down. It's not <laughs> providing any shade. It's windy. It's a nightmare. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Well, I think. We actually, we did get a sunshade, though. Oh, that's as right. A, as nice. a bonus. Yeah. So, but I can't reach the top. Otherwise, I just put the trucks on top of that. <laughs> it's out of sight. It's like putting stuff yeah, in the right? closet. I don't know where yeah. they went, Rev. Sorry. It's like filling under the bed when people are coming yeah. over, which is exactly. completely Absolutely. acceptable. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the the truck hammock is pretty artsy. You like that? And uh, like I said, we're talking about art this episode. That's funny. I was thinking Pinterest, inspirational right. art. And art. So we were both like pushing we're right, the transition. Right. We're like right it. there. We're right there well moving well forward, done. chugging along. That's, we have, that's two years worth of, worth of podcasting together right there. <laughs> look, at those, look at those moving along skills. <laughs> We have. We've put together. Um, we would like to uh, enjoy things that are beautiful and not talk about uh, all the icky parts of being human, which is pretty uh, common today. So uh, in, in, in that, what's the word, guys? I've had some drinks. What's the word? I don't want to say vain. Spirit of. Thank you, because I feel like I say vain a lot. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the spirit of being wonderful. Uh, and boosting all the good brain chemicals and talk about some of our favorite inspirational art. We're going to share some books with you guys, um, album covers. I think that we have are going to have an interesting uh, amount of, like our, our what we're going to have for each of these categories won't be very even. I have like a lot of books and only a couple of movie posters. So I'm interested to see... Oh, you know good. what we got and and anything that we might have that crosses um before that uh my first thing is our secret question which is you guys noodle and jen what is your favorite piece of art in each other's houses <gasps> Ooh, that is a great <laughs> question thank you oh my god candy we're so it, good at the great yeah. questions um i mean and we could have a cheat here but i don't think i'm gonna go <laughs> <laughs> right, we're not we're not gonna do the cheat. We're because we own the we same do. piece of right. art in each other's house, so we're I, let's not do that one. Uh, my favorite piece of art in Jen's house are the beautiful naked lady sketches. Aww. You have these gorgeous that gorgeous woman, and I'm pretty I sure did. you drew they these because a life drawing class. Of course, you did because you're so good at the things. They're Thank they're you. beautiful. They're large. They are well situated in the house they're so like minimalist and elegant and beautifully framed of Mm -hmm. course and they just they feel warm they feel warm and welcoming and i love them they're so that is so sweet and and actually i had them in a portfolio for years and josh was going through my closet one day and he pulled them out and he framed them and surprised me so it was a collaborative well isn't he the cutest he is very sweet and supportive um of me like that so thank you that's very kind and i would say my gosh so noodle in your home you've had well i've seen you in at least four or five different homes and you've had a lot of artwork over the years 
and, and some of it's rotated in and some, some of it's rotated out. Um, my gosh. The one that the one constant I think you still have, and it's a tiny little piece. Um, it's a couple of it's a it looks like a painting, like a small oil painting, maybe a five by seven or or, or six by eight. And it's a couple of rabbits on a boat. And it's mostly blue sky. Would you believe that is Mike's one piece oh of art God. in the house? That, that is, is Mike's hilarious. That is Mike's favorite thing in the entire house. That is, that is so the one funny. piece of art I mean, that he brought. He so that is much. I, no, I just I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful because he loves it so much. It gives him oh such gosh. joy every time. It's like the first thing he put up in the house. He's like, "This it's is my awesome. these the, are my the colors, and He loves just, it. I think because it is so different and it is smaller, it stands out. Like you have you have a definite. Yeah, it's a great piece. Eye. Like your aesthetic is very prominent. And I, I think this one, just because it was different and I had no idea it was his, but it's beautiful. <laughs> He's going to be so thrilled. He's going to be like, see, I told you the rabbits They're, are the best. Yeah, right? And like the scale of the, the rabbits on the canvas, it's just something about it. It's that's so just detailed. Really draws you in and, yep. and, and holds your attention. Well, there you go. It does because they're that's on a, a journey. Yeah. They're on a yeah. journey. It doesn't still joy. Are. They're getting it is somewhere. a joyful yeah. piece. Well, that's they excellent. Got a pl- they got a place to go. Oh my god, how much fun! Um, that's a great question. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's this. This works out great for my segue into the next next steps here. Uh, one of the things that made me think that we should do this now is I realized they have all these beautiful books, and actually two of them are from you guys. Uh, <laughs> And I'll say what they are pretty quickly, but I want to show you guys. <clears throat> One is, I've already mentioned that I've been reading Sister Outsider. So I'm going to mm-hmm. show you. Oh, yes, it is beautiful. beautiful. This, yeah, which, I mean, we're going to have to post this. pictures of the, right, that's, the And things. backwards, yeah. like, what am I going to do about it? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> it's, uh, this is part of the, which I had not heard of, it's the Pig, Penguin Vitae collection. Um, classic books, uh, diverse world of storytellers, and I, I believe this is a new, I mean, this one was just published. Um this year so there's that and then wait a minute hold on i have so many books that like i i I mixed up my stacks of books hold on hold on hold on um the book that we will talk about later noodle that we are reading um big friendship this is a beautiful book Thank you so I much. Love this is the a aesthetic of this book. gorgeous book. The yeah. colors. It's also this one and um, Sister Outsider. I love the size of them. I mean, they're just like the per- perfect hand size. You can still hold them mm-hmm. with one hand. See, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's a one hander. That's important. Um, and then, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, Jen, that the Powers of a Girl book oh. that has that I've been flipping through. That's been on. The uh, coffee table. It's a Marvel Powers of a Girl book. It's a beautiful, beautiful cover. And wait a minute, there's one more. I got uh, Rad Women, uh, Rad American Women A to Z from my sister recently. Ooh, that is a great cover. It's like a pop also culture, has a very, like, yeah, comic booky feel. It yeah, it's it's great. And we'll yeah, we'll share pictures and and everything. But they're yeah. um, that's what made me think about this. And uh, I do tend to. Like in my last place, it, I kind of felt like the, my bookshelf was kind of part of the art in the room because it was just, it's just very colorful. It's got a lot of stuff on mm-hmm. it. And Noodle is all books, all art, 
all the time. So it seemed like now is the time to just, you just moved, you no, put all your stuff did, yeah. up, you've got Jen, you've got your office coming together. We've all been fucking home. So we're putting stuff <laughs> out and like rearranging things. So uh, fucking home. I thought now, now might be the time. And uh, with that, before we move on to our awesome categories of things that we love, what you reading, Noodle? Um, I, I'm going to preface this with, I am shocked by how much I hated this book. Uh, Excellent. And it is Crazy Salad by Nora Ephron, which is a collection of essays about women's topics that she wrote in 1975. And it is presented as a book on feminism or about the feminist movement and it is aggressively anti-women as a whole and it's anti-specific women Linda Lovelace, Julie Nixon and a bunch of other successful women in television Uh, it's anti-things that make women's lives better she's like super uh, anti-microwaves um, she attacks the National Organization for Women, women in politics in general, uh, any sort of progress that women have made at all. She is negative and aggressively negative and has that combination of, can you believe that they're letting me write about anything that anybody takes me seriously? Oh, my God. Just little old me and... I am way too cool for this. I'm not like the other women. Ugh. Which is a really jarring combination. And I'm so mad about it. Because I was like, Nora Ephron, she's, she's a phenomenal female writer. She's an icon, Sleepless in Seattle. And, uh, and when Harry Met Sally, which, you know, she wrote much, much later, uh, Harry Met Sally in 1989 and Sleepless in Seattle in 1993. So clearly she had a very big evolution in her approach to feminism, but she's, it's so jarring to read, I guess, what's second wave feminism. And it is aggressively white girl feminism. There is no mention of black women, except for like a throwaway about Shirley Chisholm as like a pawn of, uh, between, of a battle between Betty Friedan and Gloria Steinman. And it's, it's very upsetting. I'm super horrified by it. That, and I haven't read a lot of this time period uh, essays as opposed to like you know, books, sure, because you're like, ah, oh, whatever, the characters. But to read her like stream of consciousness about what's going on for somebody that evolves into a much better feminist later is like off-putting. Hmm. I was I was shocked and horrified and like actively mad about it all the way. I still read it, but I was like, "The fuck, Nora!" Um, you know, because that, she's yeah. That's that's crazy salad. It's yeah. It it is. It's very disappointing. And like, what, what an interesting the, name for yeah. this collection of stream of consciousness it's, and, it's, and essays. It's it sounds bullshit. Pretty crazy um, salad. And the the reviews of it, you know, they write, like, whatever the taglines are, are, like, witty insight. And I'm like, this is not insight. This is insulting. Like, and this is what passed for smart commentary. And she talks about, like, Dorothy Parker and how everybody wanted to be Dorothy Parker. But, like, actually, it's all a facade and Dorothy Parker was terrible. And I'm like, you're terrible. So 
Uh, yeah, I was really, really sad about it. That it, it's yicky. She, it feels yicky. It feels like this is what feminism now is actively fighting against. And when did, when did she write these as Uh, 1975. So, like, it was a long yeah. time ago for her to, she, she obviously had a lot Evolve. of time to fix and evolve and be better. But, like, she's, like, anti-porn in a way that's, like, God, I can't believe women do that. As It's yicky. As opposed to, like, you know, you can be anti-porn, but also recognize that sex work mm-hmm. is valid work. And right. it's empowering in some ways. But she's, like, Linda doesn't really like that. And Linda's, like, yeah, actually, I'm having the best time ever, thanks. And, and like, she's, I like, I enjoy <laughs> being banged, yeah. man. What and she's offended by it. Like, she's very, very puranic- puritanical kind of across the board. So I was surprised huh. and bummed out. Interesting. I am having a mm. grossly opposite reaction to Sister Outsider. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, same, Wonderful. Same time period. And the first piece is... Um, this is Audre Lorde. Um, uh, she, she's uh, in Russia. She lands in Russia for like a, a meeting of a group of, of writers. So it's her kind of journal entries. And this, this being a black woman in the 70s on this trip to Russia and the differences in culture. And it's fascinating immediately. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to read that. Yeah. Damn. I'm looking forward to borrowing that. What the fuck, Nora yeah, so Ephron? Thumb, thumbs down, Nora Ephron in the 70s. Jesus. And yeah. you know what? Yay for, we, you know, we can all... Proof that we all evolve. We all we learn, can get learn yeah. and grow yeah. and change and develop, develop more productive mm-hmm. opinions. And we can grow out of the, like, I'm too cool for other women mm-hmm. mentality. Right, right. Thank heavens we all grow out of that. Yeah. It's just she happened to be in print a lot before she grew out of it. <laughs> it's a, it's it, you know what though thank goodness it wasn't like facebook right no one wants to see nora friend's facebook from from her no. early 20s mm-hmm. um i i think that we should jump into the art then noodle if you want to do it let's do this let's do this let's art thing. do it so let's start with book covers let's let's leave with book covers so hilariously enough considering the masses of books that i own I was drawing a total blank on this. I was like, I don't really care about book covers that much, which was surprising. And I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, what? Like, what jumps out at me? And and the the one that I kept coming back to, which is a book that I don't even own, is A Clockwork Orange. The pop pop art version, where it's the guy's eye and the Mm -hmm. black bowler and and the orange, the yellow, and the green. And it was the, it's the redesign. It's 10 years after the book's first publication. When the movie came out in 1971, this, the new cover was redesigned um, after like three or four different versions of it. It's that, the cog-eyed Droog design. Droog? Droog? I think I'm saying that right. Um, was adopted. And it's, it's great. It's beautiful. It's weird. It, it's creepy because it's just the eye. Um, and it's the one that when I thought book covers, like that's the one that popped out. I was like, oh, yep. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. And it's vibrant. It's um, vibrant. Yeah. And I don't own this book and I hate this movie, um, but love this book cover. I've never seen the movie. Uh, it's, 
It is ultra violence. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah, the ultra violence is not a joke on that one. Jen, what is your book cover? So, similarly for me, it was kind of hard because I don't... uh, Like, everything I read, I read because I want to read the story. Or it's been recommended to me, or given to me, or... um, Like, I've never chosen a book for its cover. But because I have decided to go back and read the classics, which I missed in high school because of a bit of an avant-garde English teacher who had us on a different path, I'm currently reading The Great Gatsby. So... For me, my first one is the, uh, would be the, I think it was the uh, first edition cover uh, from 25. Yes, it's it the, is. It's that royal blue cover with the eyes, those sad, soulful eyes above this, you know, glowing, mm-hmm. glorious, exciting looking city. And that is, I've seen three different maybe four different film adaptations of the, the book. And this cover, I feel, definitely captures the, um, you know, the sadness, the longing, the um, juxtaposition of, you know, having everything but not being happy and um, in this piece of art. So that is, that is my cover. I like it. I like it. Classics. And do you each only have one? Yeah, I only went with one book cover. I have multiples for other things. I did have one other, and it was just kind of, if we could do a second one, it was, um, this is a book that uh, I read when it first came out, and um, I was going to read it anyhow, but it's Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. And the the cover, I just... I, I just I loved the art in it. Uh, I thought it was a different interpretation than I think some of his other books had gone with in their in their artwork. And yeah, because they're all that same right, blocky right. And this font. This does have that, like it, right? No, no, this one this one has the kids' handwriting. Oh, and the sign, mm-hmm. the, you know, cemetery spelled with an S, and and the the cat. But I think the reason I I like it is because I was also commuting for work at the time on the train and everybody on the train was reading the book so it was like everywhere I looked you know for like you know the first couple weeks it came out everybody had the same cover and so that's that that visual just brings me back to that period of time oh I like it I like that it's got an emotional feeling to it as well everybody must have been very uncomfortable on that train just everybody was quiet I'll give them that you know yeah, I bet. It was, it was a pleasant, pleasant train. quiet train right now, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, now, Jen, are you talking the the one, the original, I actually think this is the original print cover, with the, the cat in the mm-hmm. foreground that's very, um, kind of almost see-through at the top, and then there's the cemeteries, kind right. of his head, and then there's, I'm assuming that's Jen. <laughs> um, oh, no, that's, I'm sorry, that's actually, what's his face? That's Dad and the son. Anyway, um... Because, yeah, there's a few iterations, but they, you know, some of the more, you know, the more recent ones, and I say more recent meaning, I don't know, like early 2000s probably, um, where they kind of re-released a bunch of those at that point, kind of classic. Um, And there's still cats, but it's, you know, it's like that, it's the gray squishy cat. Yeah, that's the one. That's that's the one. The version that you're showing is not the one that I have. I have one that has a much more of like a 
it, uh, neon green cast okay. to it. I see it with the yeah, black it, cat a, with the open mouth. It's got the black cat and the sign, like a, like a stick movie. with I like think, a signpost on it. Movie. I it's think very that possible, is from the movie. which is yeah. upsetting for me to realize that I have bought a movie version. But there you go. I've never seen the movie, so I yeah. feel like I get a pass. Oh yeah, yeah you like totally get a pass. The, the book cover yeah. looks like a kid scribbled it, and it's very uh, unnerving. You know, it, it has this like yeah. raw energy. This 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 kind of like unhinged feeling to it, which you know says a lot about the the story itself. So. The whole yes, story exactly. is just like so, that. Um, so yeah, Pet Cemetery too. I'm sorry, Pet Cemetery as well. Oh, yeah, Cemetery comma. So. <laughs> yeah. um, let's not confuse those. So just to be clear, I have one, two, Ooh. three. I have technically seven lines of oh my. information drink. underneath <laughs> this category. Oh my Take god, I need a refill. Should I text it? Um, yes, that would be hilarious. Should I? Oh well, so first I have the great Great Gatsby on mine as well. That that version um, cover art by Francis Cougat. Cougat? No, I think it's I think it's Cougat. It's C U G A. I don't know. Um, should I just list them all real fast? Yeah, yeah, okay. do it. Um, Swan Lake specifically. I'll show you that. I think you guys have seen this book. This is I I, I did have some funny connections. In my book cover arts, uh, first, I've had this book forever, uh, 1986, and it's really pretty. This is the cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. And the whole- We're going to have so many pictures from yeah, this episode. The whole book is <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Um, oh, my God. Well, I'll just go with this picture. It's, it's again, 1986. I've had it that long. It's totally about to fall apart. Yeah. Oh, but like, owls. yeah, the whole book is this beautiful. Um, every page is these giant paintings. Mm-hmm. They're just amazing. Um, so there's the hat, uh, and it's adapted from the ballet by Pamela Kennedy, illustrated by Russ Flint. But it, so anyway, it turned out that was 1986, and the like next book I chose, The Inhuman Condition by Clive Barker, also 1986, and I have the first edition. Oh. So I thought that was that's interesting. Oh, that's funny. Right? That's it. That's your whole, that's your sweet spot. 1986 is pretty much. <laughs> 1986. When I, it's when I yeah. really shine, shown, see, I was, I really peaked at four. Um, that's when you started listening to Prince, right? That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so there's that. And this, I like this book. This is, um, I think it's four short stories, and one of them is Idle Hands, and I do believe that's why Ooh, the book cover is yeah. what it is, but it is just these mm-hmm. human hands, but they've got this uh, drawn glow to them, this this blue glow, and they're just kind of creepily floating in a black void. Funny thing about this book, um, the four, you know, the praise for Clive Barker on the back, uh, provided by Stephen King, Ramsey Campbell, George R. R. Martin and Penthouse. So that's 1986 <laughs> horror Before science fiction. Ever heard of George R. R. Martin and and George R. R. Martin and Penthouse working together to bring classic. Well, Rupert has it. Penthouse, you know, quite quite the good articles in the day. Quite the reach. Yeah, yeah. for the articles. Of course, um, Jumanji. Uh, if you guys remember the original Jumanji with the 
the pencil, they look like pencil drawings. Uh, let's see, written and written and illustrated. I did not know this by um, Chris Van Allsburg, 1981. Uh, I did not know Slightly that. Slightly off. Yeah, just so close. Uh, but I didn't know. I didn't know that this it, this book is so beautiful. It has that deep green border. Um, I don't know that all the versions were the same. I feel like the version I had was one of the picture. The picture on the cover was the monkeys in the kitchen. Um, and I, but I feel like I've also seen it with like the rhinos like down the street. So I'm not I'm not sure if there's just different ones. But it was like a I think a, a Caldecott Award winner. So it had the gold embossing, and it just I loved that book. When I was a kid. And it's one of the few books I don't have that and I loved. And that's funny because I didn't know the book. I heard books. I've, I, I heard of the movie first. So that, I think, a little after my time. Yeah. No, the book is great. The book is great. I loved that's the book. Awesome. When I was a kid. Yeah. Um, mostly because of the illustration. Uh, I mean, it's a cute story, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, and then I figured I had to pick a Stephen King. And I went with Lizzie's story, oh. which is, I have the hardcover and the hardcover has the jacket um, kind of peeks to the actual book mm-hmm. underneath. And let me, I'm going to take that off to show you guys. The underneath is absolutely gorgeous. Um, wow. That is beautiful. This entire landscape, and it wraps all the way around the sides. Ooh. That's gorgeous. And it's beautiful. It's this, it's this kind of area, this, this universe in the book. This plane, I guess, that this person goes to, and it's called um, Booyah Moon, and this is kind of what it looks like there. So that's pretty cool. And then I thought, oh, I his, really his hard covers have a lot of detail to them. Beautiful, the, like big, epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the the Dark Tower books have really ornate yeah covers. It's kind of like um, Wizard of Oz. It goes from black and white into color. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's very cool. Uh, and I thought I I wanted to make an honorable mention after I looked at this because then there's another cover of his of Stephen King's that I love, which is the Everything's Eventual cover. Um, that is a good one. And it's another wraparound where the front you know looks like this, and then things kind of just get worse as you flip to the back <laughs> of the book. And it turns out it's the same cover artist, oh, Lizzie Story, that. and. Oh, that's everything's funny. eventual are yeah. the same artists because I have that mm-hmm. one in paper. So I thought that too. was pretty cool. No, that makes sense. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that, and there we go. I that's like it. it. I actually have one more, but I'm not going to deal with it because it's like complicated. I'll just give it a quick mention, which is the Anita Blake, the Anita Blake series, which I've mentioned multiple times, but. Um, the Science Fiction and Fantasy Book Club, when I was a young person, I guess they just smooshed some of these books together. So you could only get, like, um, it was, like, three books in one, and it had its own, you know, it was titled whatever. Um, but you could only get them from this publisher. They weren't released that way at the time, anyway. And they came with, because I lost the jackets. I still have one of the books. But I still have the poster <laughs> from when I ordered it from the Science wow. Fiction fan- and Fantasy book club in like whatever year and this was the cover That's wow yeah and that I artist, bet there are a ton of people who want that uh, you know what maybe the artist is um yeah. luis royo and i used to back in the day like when the internet was kind of a baby um spend a lot of time in some forums where there was like fantasy and science fiction artwork and variant covers for things and he's a big deal luis royo luis cool. royo I'm done. <laughs> Do you want to eat an Oreo? Are you a little hungry? 
Oh, my a God. A little. <laughs> Dip. Yeah, so that's it. That's my book covers. And that transitions us into album covers. It does. And this one I have more than one for. Good. I have two for album covers, which is funny to have only one book and many albums. For who I am as a person, but here we are. Um, My album covers, I'm going to do one and then let you guys go and then I'm going to do my other one. Uh, Sgt. Pepper. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is my album cover. Um, because I feel like it is all of the things to all of the people that you could ever want to be at any one point. Uh, it obviously features the Beatles, and then I think it's 80, no, 60, 60 Mm -hmm. plus faces behind them. And it turns out that they contacted all of the living people that they showcased on this album, and they were like, are you okay with me using your face? And only one person said no, they want to be paid. And so they just didn't put that guy in. Who was it? Um, And you know, some of them were dead. Yeah. Oh, who was it? It was somebody who I don't remember. Hold on. I I definitely have a note of it somewhere. I don't know. It's gone. I might not have included that bit in my notes. Um, But it's got Marilyn Monroe, Bob Dylan, Marlon Brando, Sonny Liston, uh, like just a. A billion different people all over the place. It's got wax figures of the Beatles themselves looking into the grave. And it was, it's very symbolic of a lot of different things about, you know, the transition they're about to go through as a band, how this music is completely different from everything they've done up to this point. And it also, like, encapsulates a very specific moment Mm -hmm. in time in terms of pop culture and icons. And they took all these pictures and uh, it was an English painter, Peter Blake, and his wife did this together, Jan Howarth. Um, yeah, and it's it's pretty wonderful. And Paul McCartney's quote is saying that we started to think about who our heroes were, and that's who we wanted included. And um, it, they, they took all these pictures and they put it together kind of collage style and then painted over it. So it's really interesting. And the way they got the pictures, uh, their, the record manager, Neil Espinal, went to different libraries to, like, get these pictures of people. So it's not like he called anyone and was like, hey, can I, like, take a picture of you? They found already existing pictures and put them together. Um, and they were going to have Gandhi in there. And Gandhi ultimately did not make the cut because they were, like, concerned about whether it would be sacrilegious mm-hmm. or a little bit offensive. So instead he's a... He's a palm frond now, but they know he was there. Oh, it's, you know who did, who said no, they wouldn't do it? Leo Gorsi of the Bowery Boys. Wow. He's the only one who said he wanted to be paid. But like, who the right? fuck knows who that is anymore and who cares? Um, so yeah, so really what, the, what they were trying to do is, is show the death of the old Beatles and the introduction of the new. And I remember as a kid, like looking at this and being like, oh, I know who that person is. And oh, I know who that person is. And it really, uh, you know, it, it, it encompassed a lot of things and it's a very specific moment and emotional feel and you can hear it. Every time you look at that album, you can hear the sweeping beginning mm-hmm. of it. Dun, 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 dun. And you're like, oh, okay, so I'm in. Um, and it's, it's great. It's nuanced. It's weird. Uh, it's representative, and it's really emotional. So that's my album cover, or my first album cover, and then I'll do the second one after. On round two, round two. Okay. Well, that's it's. I'm so glad you said that one because that was actually one of mine. So 
Um, well, there you go. Yes. So my, my stepdad had all the Beatles albums and I come home from school every day. And I'd... the other thing I loved about that album itself, it's the first one I ever um, noticed liner notes on. So like you open it up and it's a book. So it's like, yeah, you've got this yep. beautiful yep. pop art, all these colors, all these famous people. And it was like a game. And every time you looked, you saw a new person. But then you open it up and you read these stories like these wacky little stories that they've broken up into songs. And it's just, it is an incredible piece of art. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was mine, one of mine as well. The other one I have is Duran Duran's Rio. That was almost <laughs> With on my list. Patrick Nagel. So, uh, you know, I'm an 80s girl. I was in college in the 80s. Every guy had a Nagel woman on his wall in his dorm room you know um patrick nagel was you know an american artist and illustrator he actually died quite young he was i think in his late 30s um had a heart attack crazy um but he um his in his short life his artwork is so definitively and iconically 80s uh he depicts women um, very strong, glamorous women in a um, kind of a minimalistic sort of art deco-y pop art form. You've seen them like everywhere, and you know you just see it and it, you know when it came out. So that uh, plus it's a great album, you know, Duran Duran. Very fun time. Yeah, interesting. I like it. Interesting cross. I like it because you can immediately oh, yeah. like picture that album. Yeah, you no- hear it. You- there's no ambiguity. It's like, yes, yes it's this specific exactly. image. Oh, am I supposed to go? I should go. <laughs> yeah, it's probably my turn, right? Um, and we're going to do another round? Yeah. Okay. This, uh, this feels like a two-rounder. I, I am, it feels like a two-rounder. I, I have three that are all actually single female or single women represented only on the album cover, which was an accident. Um, I originally had five and I just went with this because then I realized I have a theme that I didn't know was coming and I like a theme. <laughs> uh, the one, the first one was, uh, is uh, Barbara Streisand's A Christmas Album. I love that oh. album cover. It is just Barbara Streisand in the center in this like, I mean, it's early to mid seventies and it's, she's in one of those kind of almost see-through long flowy gauzy nightgowns with her mm. hair up and just a single candle and she's illuminated by that single candle and then it fades to black yeah. around her with just Barbara Streisand a Christmas album I like it yes. it's beautiful Soft. ethereal yeah yeah it's right. it feels like those wispy things on the mm-hmm. side of your head when you look at it <laughs> do you want to do another one since you have a couple I will. Uh, my my next one is because uh, I love you, Lizzo. Uh, I absolutely love that yes. album cover. And there's something about there's something about all of the dark colors and the light only reflecting off of her that reminds me of. Um, I have. Oh, I lost my Pinterest. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like I can't get it back in five seconds. I'm always logged in. Um, uh, older images of Grace Jones with mm. black backdrops and the light hitting her face and the way the light hits her thighs and I just absolutely love yeah. that cover. Yeah, and yeah. contemporary as opposed to 1986. 
right? So <laughs> I I broke That's a big jump. I broke the last three decades. Wow. Finally. Right. So my goodness. There we go. Well done. Mm-hmm. In the uh, now. My second my second one is actually going to jump backwards in time to 1979, and it's London Calling by The Clash. Nice. nice. Which is the uh, the album of him mm-hmm. smashing the guitar. Right. Interestingly enough, this image, the photographer hates it, did not want it used, like was very reluctant to allow them to license it, was like, really, this one, it's like blurry. And she's acted, she took the picture and she's like actively trying to like back away from getting hit with the pieces of the guitar when she, when this picture is taken. So she's like, I have like a million better pictures in this. And they're like, no, this is the right one. Um, It's an homage to... Uh, Elvis, because Elvis has that same album cover where he's playing the guitar, he's not smashing it, but that mm-hmm. pink and green uh, is is on that album cover. And this cover uh, won album cover awards, and it uh, I can't remember what the name of it. It's it's a big deal. The 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 person who took all these pictures, you know, she also took pictures for the Slits, the Ramones, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stone, the Who, Iggy Pop, etc. And like. She just she doesn't like this picture, and it ends up being like one of the most famous ever. Like Banksy does things about it, um, and it's it's really it, it's emblematic of the feeling of the moment. This like the anger, the frustration, uh, the emotion of being on stage. That kind of that the the birth and development of punk as it comes through. Uh, and hilariously, it was made into a stamp in 2010. Wow. It, uh, <laughs> it really Ooh, became part of that. the establishment <laughs> really quickly. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a great, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a Royal Mail okay. stamp. So, Got you it. know, the British. So you, it's not going to do you any favors, but there you go. Um, uh, I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. It's, it's everything that you want a rock star to be in that moment. But apparently, he he's smashing the guitar in frustration and anger at the audience because he's it's a performance at the Palladium in New York, which had seating, so you couldn't get up and dance, and so he like can't get any rise out of the audience, and they're playing and they're singing and and like nothing. There's like nothing coming off the audience, and he's so mad about it. He smashes his guitar, um, and I just it's it's glorious. Like everything about that album is good, and everything about the reference around it really it's a good story so London Calling by the Clash nice nice. hmm well now I had mine too (laughs) oh yeah that's okay um my oh that's right that's right because you guys had a cross never mind there was a cross there was a cross that's right Right. I was like no dude that was one um uh, my my last one is Black Cherry by Gold Frap I've been listening to a lot of Gold Frap uh, for a, a while and this what I love about this album and I actually I have it up on my, my Spotify right here so I can look at it um, it's it's kind of like a collage it's almost like a scrapbook cover she's just it's like she's cut out of a photograph and then also uh, the, the the words are written by hand and there's like this stars and these confetti and she's wearing a top hat and it's just absolutely ridiculous and I love it I love it it's almost like I feel like like if I made a mood board about me and then I put it on my 
And I use like magazine clippings and then I put it on my, oh my album gosh. Cover, yeah. right? Like that's, it's like, it just, it feels like that. It feels like a, a mm-hmm. notebook in school, right? Like a, I have no I just idea looked what it you're up. talking about and I'm really interested to see it. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. She, I mean, she looks like an Instagram story that they has, put has, like the emojis, <laughs> dancing stories, like the dancing things like, over. I love it. Mm-hmm. Super on. weird. It's awesome. You know what? Why not? Right. Why not? Right. So, and sometimes you need a jaunty cap. Always. Yeah. Always. Always helps. Um, and I actually, I, I, I do hear the title track, Black Cherry, when I see that picture, actually. So it's great. Good, good job, album no, people. <laughs> Way to capture the essence Whole of the situation. Whole team knows what they're doing. Nice. Nice. Uh, 2003. Like Just say so you no. Know, 2003. Ooh, again. Again with your time, huh? Right. I'm so I'm so hip, guys. I love it. I'm hip, hip and with it. Next category. Next category is movie posters, which I believe was suggested as a category by you, Jen. So why don't you go first? Well, um, this I actually after I suggested it, I was like, huh. When I think back of like some of my main, my favorite movie posters. Uh, it's it's sometimes hard to separate like the feeling of the movie from the image, but in this particular case, it was the single uh, the single connection was the artist. So there's this one artist, Drew Struz, Struzen, who has done all of the posters for the original Star Wars trilogy and prequels and sequels. He has done pretty much every Amblin Entertainment. Uh, poster, <laughs> E.T., Goonies, uh, Hook, so forth. Um, he also did John Carpenter's The Thing, which is one of my favorite horror movies. Mm. So um, I'm not going to just say Star Wars. I, I guess definitely everything by Drew Struzan. Struzan however, John Carpenter's The Thing uh, movie poster is one of my favorites. One of the things I love about it is um, he was given 24 hours to put this together. He was contacted by the studio. He was told that his inspiration was, you know, he said, okay, well, what's the movie? And they said, well, you know, the, the, the movie from the 50s, the thing. He said, yep, we're redoing that. And that's it. Didn't know any actors, didn't know any setting, scenery, location, nothing, which is kind of a departure from you think of you know what he created for the star wars films you you see the whole world he puts it all on the uh, the canvas so that's one of the reasons i love this particular one um he i, I think is just a, a fascinating person this great documentary about him called uh the man behind the poster um and just watching him work because he works he, in, in one single painting, in one single piece, he will use oil paints, uh, acrylics, graphite pencil, airbrush, and then color pencil. And that's how he's able to get all of those textures, the, the softness, but then the, you know, the defined outlines and the crosshatching and the shadow and the subtleties and his portraits are just stunning so um going with the thing but also anything else by drew struzan the thing is a pretty great poster it's it's very that's a great yeah 
Yeah. Well, I yes. also have I, I assume that's why I kind of, that's why well, I wrote it back and said, okay, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's, you know, that's fair because I no, spilled no, Sergeant no. Pepper. So that's, that's Just, a fair no. swap. Uh, apparently we're Ben Eisening this situation. But I have a slightly different version. I have the the Tom Jung's version, mm. which I might be pronouncing wrong. Might be Jung, oh, the Japanese, uh, which is movie poster. The the one that's the kind of Conan the Barbarian looking, bar- <laughs> the Barbarian Conan the Barbarian, where he's got right, the sword right. up over his head and the the cross with Vader in the background. It's the one that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the story at all. Uh, that doesn't make any sense, and the the drawings don't look anything like the characters or the actors but really tell a very epic sweeping story um so that's that's with leia with Um, the low plunging neckline kind of leaning against yeah she's wearing she's wearing a dress with the super high Mm -hmm. the high weight the high cut sides and luke is basically shirtless you know he's all open and chesty with let's be honest mark hamill (laughs) never had that kind of a chest uh, even when he was chested, right. he I was did not believe that was for the Japanese uh, so, theatrical release. Yeah, it's 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 the yes. it's a slightly different version. Um, that one is fantastic. So that, but also unsurprising, yeah, unsurprising that we, have, that we both have Star Wars over that one. Um, and kind of as a through line for that, all of the fan art that came from the Star Wars, like the big, like the good fan art, not the crappy, <laughs> terrible ones, but the like. Kind of, um, you know, because, you know, there's lots of crappy, terrible, but, like, the imagined, the travel posters to mm-hmm. the different planets, um, the the work that came out, even for the the newest last couple of movies yeah. um, that are very minimalist, that are really just, like, the one tiny ship in front of the big uh, emperor. I love all of the Star Wars art. I think the, the good stuff is really, really sweepingly excellent yeah. to tell the story. Um but your uh, your in depth oh, of it was better than mine, so I'm just gonna say yeah. All well, Star okay. Wars so, are... but also, and I promise I won't go too deep into this. But the, the no, um, go ahead. the fan arts that somebody did for you know the first nine films, I or, I guess, and um, it had kind of a mid century modern minimalist to it, where you would have the outline of one character, and then you'd have sort of um sort of like a um like almost a paper cutout layering of yeah you know just a few characters just a little bit of the the, the world or the, the the land that was the the center of that particular film and it is just absolutely stunning and it just evokes yeah. like it brings yeah. you there like i don't think you need to have seen the movies because, to know it because the universe yeah because the universe mm-hmm. is so big the right. ability to fill it with emotion and references and that world building is there's such like a deep um mm-hmm. pool to choose from and it comes through beautifully without i think and a lot of times right. without being cluttered in a way that sometimes the movies are too cluttered <laughs> but the poster is crisp. yes yes poster is quick crisp oh crisp <laughs> poster done <laughs> you see it it's over you're done you don't need any more it's like crap. the trailer is better it's, than it's, it's a poster yeah right some of them feel that way for sure oh that's funny um i i do find i do think it's this is exactly what i was hoping for it's interesting the things that we have it's both in, both interesting and not a huge surprise uh the things that we have all gravitated to and fo- focused on well some of it's interesting 
But I, I, I will say, I mean, I do kind well, I of. I hope the whole episode is <laughs> Well, I mean, I hope we're entertaining. <laughs> I hope everyone is enjoying it and they uh, are inspired and thinking, I wonder what that looks like. And you're Googling shit right now. I hope that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it's 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 a little funny. I thought you would have you know more book covers, Noodle, um, and I am someone who totally is like I'm going to try that book because I that cover is really cool. Much like with movie posters, I think I think I do think movie poster when we say movie poster, but I I think going to the video store and renting a movie based on the jacket. Mm. So that is the movie mm. poster, but sometimes yeah. that Smell. is a different it, yeah. look. Yeah. But that's kind of yeah. the first thing I think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I thought uh, Jen that you would also have the Armageddon movie Aww. poster, which I have on my list. Uh, which is it's the, with a long panned because you know at that point in the nineties, like the panorama shot or panoramic shot was a big deal, um, and it had each one of them, and you know he did it for her, he's doing it for this, she's doing it for this, with all the flames, mm-hmm. all the fiery death behind their their beauty. Uh, I had that poster on my bedroom wall, like up at oh the top my of my gosh. wall for a while. That was pretty solid. Um, I also, I should just list these all off, I'm assuming, because you guys had a... Yeah, go for it. Star Wars moment. <laughs> was, that, was that it? Um, I also have the Lost Boys, which I also had up in my room oh, for yeah. a long time right above my bed, which is pretty cool with that that red and the mm-hmm. close-up. Jason close Patrick, up Jason oh my Patrick. gosh. So mm-hmm. dreamy. With that hair. Yeah, that, ear, that hair. Uh, and he was facing the one way and everyone else was smaller and like facing the other way. Because obviously things are going to mm-hmm. happen. You know, things are not going to be in agreement. <laughs> um, Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann, which is kind of a cross because ah, it's, that's a good, also that's a good choice. the album cover because they're not the same and yeah. there's multiple versions of the right. movie poster. But um, they've got that put together multimedia pictures and illustrations and collage feel to them, which I do really like. And everything Because that was also out. like peak 90s. Totally. Uh, teen magazine. Uh, they could have just had pictures of Leo across mm-hmm. Tiger Beat. With the hair. We with all the hair split. That movie. Yeah, with those, that bleach oh. blonde, beautiful hair. Yeah. Um, and by bleach blonde, I don't mean, I mean beach. I didn't mean forever. bleach. I mean beach. He yeah. had that like, beach. <laughs> beach that surfer blonde. hair. Um, and then, you know, quick, quick mentions for the Candyman. Candyman uh, original with the B in the I. That was a, uh, oh, I need to yes. rent that movie. Um, <laughs> and Sleepwalkers, which I love uh, with big, uh, with the, the, Blue and pink, mm-hmm. yellow, green, uh, that like super pulpy yes. art, 80s pulpy art that like almost mm-hmm. neon color. Oh, yeah. Glowed. Um, which I love so much. I had the, I had to put on, I have a, a tattoo reminiscent of it. So. That's awesome. There's that. I was quick with my movie. You were. I was on that. I was quick. No, but that's good. You got a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of things. Lot of and those things. big screen brings us to the small screen. Which is favorite cartoon style or animation style? Cartoons and animation. And when I was looking at this, I, you know, kept coming across the, like, this artist draws themselves in 17 different styles. And I was like, none of these are the right one. None of these are the right one. Which is the one? Which is the one? Which is the one? And then I was like, I know which one it is for me. It's that uh, 90s. Uh, right after school, followed by Saturday morning cartoons, blocky, square cut, gargoyles, Batman um, the animated series. Oh, that nice for me call out. is like P 
peak stylized. Solid. You're you're very you've got a lot of emotion in your face, but also you're square jawed all the time. Um, not mm-hmm. a lot of shading. It's like bold colors, mm-hmm. solids, and but gargoyle that like darkly, darkly animated gargoyles, and um. And I start, and I was like, right, I was like, where else? And I realized that a lot of those artists had the crossover, so that makes sense as to why they look the same. Um, and I, like, w- fell down a gargoyle hole that I was like, well, I'm just, I'm going to rewatch this show. <laughs> I, I did uh, in the last, like, the best. 10 years. Yeah, it was weird, great. And it's beautiful. It is. Yeah. Um, and then it, like, got really shitty, which makes me sad because they did a bunch of other stuff and they fired everybody and whatever. But um, for me, that is 100% what it is it's it's hyper realistic but blocky it's still emotional but it's that like muscle twitch in the face to show emotion um rather than like deep subtle nuancy and i love that's it. awesome that is my animation real style. nice call i love batman the animated series so so much nice. hey, it's a hella dark it's so good hella dark All the and best. then you get into gargoyles and it's even like yeah. darker and weirder i think batman the animated series is probably and i'm a big batman fan up until christopher nolan and i don't want to get into it um but uh this is my horrified face and we're gonna have to i know i know but, but I, yeah. i'm not ready for it yeah, okay. right now okay. uh i uh that is probably my favorite iteration of all of the the villains for sure. Um, that's like that. Those that's my oh, favorite mm-hmm. Poison Ivy and my favorite Catwoman. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's all oh my. And even that Joker. It's, that it's Joker a great is Joker. So Harley's great. Definitely mm-hmm. the the chicks are phenomenal. Um, it's, it's, but yeah, I love it. Feels it. like the first time they start to have real nuance. They're all. I I I, I really want to be her for like comic-con if that ever happens again like uh poison ivy there is that mm-hmm. the way it's a very specific way the that her mouth is shaped it's very mm-hmm. specific like yeah she's poison ivy and she's sexy and she's whatever but this style like captures the way she speaks and things like that yeah i love it i feel like it's one of the first times that that females are portrayed as not just big boobed mm-hmm. nonsense like they also have movement to them that's not just dancey styled yeah 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 and that poison ivy got some hips on her yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah jen well right, I, jen. Uh, I, I i would say i took it a different direction but i think i just misunderstood so uh. <laughs> that's fair that happens but, sometimes let's see we don't know what but, let's see what mine um, is so yeah so for cartoon and animation I, I, I have a movie and I have a graphic novel series that I love um but again similar to Noodle here uh my movie animation style that I the the one is that's the that uh is the my pinnacle like the pinnacle for me that I absolutely love that I gravitate toward um, it's actually the animation from Sleeping Beauty. So it has a similar, mm, oh, it has a similar yeah. kind of two-dimensional aspect to it. Um, it has striking, the, the characters have striking shapes. It's the first movie that went with more modern interpretation of humans as opposed to trying to be uh, photorealistic like they did with uh, Snow White and, and other ones. So this one, they went a little bit more stylized, kind of a modern art deco 
Um, the artist is, I can't pronounce his first name, but his last name is Earl. And he just, yeah, so it's like Evino, E-Y-V-I-N-O, or Evind. I think it's Ivind. Anyhow, Ivind Earl. I'm going with Evino. And um, yeah, the vibrant colors, the iconic shapes, everything about it. And, and when you talk about the gargoyles, I'm like, oh, well, that's like Maleficent. You know, she, you, you mm-hmm. know, you, you just see her silhouette and you know exactly who it is. And so that's, that's the one that really I've been kind of drawn to. And actually, Candy, it's similar to the, the um, illustrations that are in your um, Swan, Swan Lake. In Swan book. Lake, yeah. There are, yeah. yeah, some, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think you're in a weird direction at all. Okay. I think that's spot on. Absolutely. Uh, spot on as a, yeah. as a response. And yeah. do you want to go candy? Or yeah. Oh, sure, I can. Or do you want to finish? Do you want to do your own? Um, what are we doing? Up to you. Does anybody else have any other ones? I don't want to. I have three. No, I just had the one. I have three. So, Jen, do yours. Do your next one. All right. And I'll go fast. Well, and, I'll, and I'll be quick with this. Um, I haven't read a lot of graphic novels, but I know many people who have, and I've, I've seen some amazing artwork over the years going to Comic Con and everything. But uh, the one that I absolutely love, and is, it's just stunning and beautiful, it's a graphic novel called Mouse Guard, and the artist, is, uh, artist and writer is David Peterson. And it's about um, this underground world of mice trying to exist peacefully in these little villages, but there are predators out there like snakes and owls and birds and and other furry four-legged creatures so they have to form this guard of mice and they have little capes and little swords and his his illustration is just so stunning it's soft but it's strong and it kind of has um like a like a fairy book um renaissance feel to it and it's just it's Wonderful, beautifully written, and absolutely stunning art. So, no scarred. Yeah. I like it. Um, that is beautiful. You, uh, I, I was there when you yes. bought a bunch one year. You, yeah, right. I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, I was, so I was there when you bought some of them, and, and I think the guy was there and he signed absolutely. them. I want to say, or every, we just, every year yeah. I, to, I would go yeah, to see there. him in Artist Alley and I'd buy his new book, and he would, I'd stand in line and he'd sign it, draw a little mouse on the inside cover. And every time, it was just like watching him work for those 30 seconds. It was just, it was my highlight of Comic-Con. Hmm. Aww. And hanging with you guys. Well, sure. Sure. But I mean, we're no mice. <laughs> no. And I you have no out, tiny well, cape. You used to be able to hang out with us anytime. Right. Um, I have one large cape. But it's not like a winter cape, <laughs> which is really what I'm in the market for. Um... <laughs> I went with cartoons slash animation style. I went with uh, Craig McCracken and the um, style. When you, Noodle, when you were saying blocky, I thought you might, we might end up crossing and saying the same thing. Um, uh, Craig McCracken, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's <gasps> Laboratory, uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary nice. Friends. Um, you get a lot of the like thick outer lines, very, very bold colors. Again, not a lot of shading. Um Foster's is a little different. Um, Foster's is, I don't know if you guys know the show. I absolutely love it. It's a great cartoon. I don't Highly think I've recommend. Ever heard of it. it is 
Madam Foster owns a home for imaginary friends. And when kids get too old and they don't need their imaginary friends anymore, they go to the foster foster's home and they get adopted by new little kids who can't make imaginary friends of their own. Uh, and it's the cutest show that's ever happened. So that one is a little well, less. I just hear that. Yeah, no, it's that's very serious. It's amazing. It's great. Um, and funny, super funny. But so that one's kind of got, you know, less of a, of a neat feel to it because they're characters drawn by kids. So all the characters are silly and kind of wonky and have funny lines and, and weird places. Um, but it's really, really excellent. Highly recommend it. Uh, I also went with uh, Tex Avery. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. 20s to the 50s, Red Hot Riding Hood, uh, The House of Tomorrow. Well, that makes sense. I love these cartoons. They're just yeah. they're just my absolute favorite. I mean, also Chuck Jones mm-hmm. and Looney Tunes and that whole era Absolutely. of cartoons. Um, but Tex Avery for sure is uh I just I love that that modern that that mid-century modern draw with like a straight thin line that might not go all the way down mm-hmm. to the bottom and, and a suit might be mm-hmm. drawn with a little bit of an opening there and those colors I do like that the are patterned. slight openings. Yeah. You know, they're almost like textured color. Um, mm-hmm. I really love that. And then I went with one cartoon, um, an, an anime cartoon specifically. Cause I do, I do like anime art, um, but it's, it's very varied, and I don't have a huge uh, knowledge base, but I love Inuyasha. I love Inuyasha so much, it's ridiculous. The demons are so weird, and everything is so creepy, and they fly, and they're just very cool, and I like them. And I also I like all the little animals that then become big Aww. animals. <laughs> like There's that tiny cat that becomes a gigantic cat that flies and shoots, breathes fire and stuff. I like that kind nice. of stuff. So, uh, Inuyasha. <laughs> those, are, those are my, like it. my cartoons and animation styles. Nice. Well, that brings us off the screen entirely and into big real life art pieces that you've seen, places that you've gone, your favorite museums, uh, or a museum experience or real life art. That you've seen in person and experienced. So, Jen, why don't you kick us off? All right. Well, um, I'm going to go with the museum that I've spent most of uh, most time in, and that would be the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. Uh, when I was when I was about eight to ten or eleven years old, I was fortunate enough to take art classes at the, the museum. And I would go there on Saturday mornings and you would start with an instructor and then they would pretty much just say, all right, go off and find something you want to draw. Go, go wander. And so I just remember spending a lot of time walking through the, I mean, the the sculpture garden was amazing. The impressionist art and the, you know, um, American, uh, early American art was wonderful. I was fascinated by the Egyptian exhibit, which, which I did so many uh, drawings and, and tried to recreate all of the intricacies of the, uh, the tapestries and the uh, wall drawings and the, the sarcophagus. Sarcophagi? Sir, sarcophagi. sarcophagi? Oh, no. Thank you. Sarcophagi. Is this sarcophagi? Sarcophagi. Yep. Thank you. Not, That's an I. Not a sarcophagal, yeah. are we sure? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yes. 
Sarcophagus, uh, folks. So yeah, I mean, Museum of Fine Arts in Boston will always have a special place in my heart. Um, one particular piece there is a giant marble piece, and it's basically a, a tombstone cover. And it's a tomb effigy uh, for this woman. Her name is Lizzie Boot Devenek, and uh, she was an artist. And she married another artist, and she died quite young. And uh, in tribute to her, he carved her likeness on the top of this tombstone. And it was just the most stunning thing I've ever seen. I'm like, marble sculpture is just so impressive in that, you know, you, you, you have a giant solid mass of something, and then you're just taking away little pieces to create these incredibly intricate detailed shapes and silhouettes and negative space and to make you know a face look like it's skin that's breathing and the um you know the 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 robe that she was draped in is just the folds as they just kind of gently cascade over the top of the tombstone it was just i couldn't believe that anything that hard and solid could be something that looked so light and ethereal and also i just was you know like even as a kid i was like someday i hope somebody loves me enough that when i die they do something this beautiful for me and josh will it was absolutely just... carve you in marble <laughs> and he will make it small so he can put Aww. you in his pocket well that's adorable and if he doesn't we will remind him that he should so it's adorable yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the second wife won't appreciate don't. it as much. But yeah, I, I don't. Too fucking bad for her. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, there's beautiful paintings there and jewelry and, and other antiquities. But, um, I don't know, there's something I always go back to when I, I've been fortunate enough to visit a lot of museums around the world and seen Michelangelo's David in person. And it's just it literally takes your breath away that when the second you turn the corner and you see it at the end of this hallway and it's just so stunning. Um, also, uh, winged Venus in, I'm sorry, wing, winged victory, Nike winged victory in, in the Louvre in Paris. Another like, yeah, it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty good draw. I'm a pretty good painter. But when I look at these marble sculptures, these are the things that take my breath away because these are also people who are doing it, you know, hundreds of years ago without tools and technology that we have now. So that, those are the most impressive museum experiences that I've had. Nice. I like it. That was a very, Andy. very good. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, okay. I have three uh, for three different reasons. Uh, one is my absolute favorite museum so far, anyway, I guess, is the Field Museum in Chicago, or the, the Natural, you know, the Natural History Museum, the Field Museum in Chicago. And it's not just because I love a good, um, you know, mm-hmm. I like bones, stuff that used to be in the ground, stuff that we built over. I'm very, very interested in, in the history. Um, but it's a beautiful building. It was built in, I believe, 1921. Um the main hall is beautiful and it's so high and it's just, it's gorgeous. And there's these sculptures on, on either end. And, um, it's kind of a room that seems, I mean, it's a huge room, but for some reason it seems much, much, much bigger than it is. Um, and I, I don't know if this is permanent. The last time I was there, which was last 
July, um, there was this huge moss, like living terrarium chandelier thing in the main room. And it was absolutely humongous and gorgeous because it's all white inside. And this was different shades of green and a little bit of blue. And it was just beautiful. Um, Also, Sue, the most complete Tyrannosaurus Rex in the world. Yes. um, Is uh, got a brand new room last year. uh, Recently, she got a room. She got her own room. And then there's like um, all kinds of other T-Rex stuff like in the the outer area it's it's absolutely beautiful and they've got every so often um you know the whole th- the whole shtick of the room starts again and she growls and i'm sorry not she they growl and there's these blue colors and these green colors and these lights that come up from the bottom and they have all of these like hanging panes of i don't know interactive glass i don't know what the deal is but it's like you can see you know you can see through them but there's also images inside of it uh, and everything kind of shifts and change, changes and it's the, the old foliage and it's raining and then it's dark and then it changes and it's just very, very cool. There were some very rude children at the museum the last time I was there. Uh, excuse me, tiny child, but I am having a moment with the dinosaur <laughs> and you're going to need to back the fuck up off of my space. With your cool shoes that light up and mine don't. So, uh, the Field Museum in Chicago. I also, uh, the Getty here, and we've talked about that before. I just, it's, it's beautiful. Um, you can't have a bad time, yeah. I feel like. It's just, it's just a gorgeous campus, and that's just that. The other is the Newseum in DC, which is all about the history of news and media in our country. And I loved the layout of this museum. It was really easy to walk, walk through. You never felt like you were um, missing anything. And because there is a lot of reading in the, in the museum, I, I, the way they laid it out. So it was, you know, every museum tries to have a natural flow to it. Um, but this worked out without having to think about it. I never felt like I was in somebody else's space or somebody was in my way really. Um, and I, I, I just absolutely loved it way more than intended. And it does have some very, um, unexpectedly emotional pieces. It does have, you know, a big tribute to the Berlin wall. It has, um, something from the world trade center. It has some very large pieces in this space that doesn't seem big enough for it. I mean, it's, there's a whole lot of stuff in this area. There's businesses and and big buildings and it doesn't seem like you're going to get, you know, a chunk of building inside this building that towers above you. You don't ever imagine that the space is going to open from the bottom to the top that way. So it's very, it's a very neat, neat layout, neat building. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me either. Uh, I too have two, uh, but they're both funny (laughs) stories. The Museo Picasso in Malaga. Uh, My mother and I went to Malaga in Spain, kind of by accident. I don't know. I don't know how we ended up there. Uh, It was very cold the entire time we were there. We were like, ooh, we're going to go to Spain and sunbathe. And it was fucking freezing. And I'm pretty sure the hostel we stayed in was a converted refrigerator. but we stumbled upon this little tiny Picasso museum 
that had paintings and sculpture and drawings and things I've never seen before of his. Uh, really, really obscure pieces. And it had this very, like, familial, like, tiles that he'd painted, uh, like a set of, of plates that he'd painted, pictures of him just, like, hanging out. And it was very, very personable. And then it had his foreskin wrapper. Which, at the okay. time, you wrapped your baby's foreskin in cloth until it fell off. Uh, and it was bloodstained, and it was weird, and it, I will never, ever, ever forget being like, who thinks to save that? Fucking gross. Um, but impactful, as it turns out, amongst his personal wow. effects. The little piece of cloth fabric that protected his foreskin when Ooh. he was a baby. Oh, my. So there you go. Uh, that, that was my most impactful museum, I would say. Oh, 19, 17, late, late teens, early 20s. I really could have been any age. But definitely old enough that I was like, dude. Ugh. And after I had the baby, my mom hilariously was like well are you going to be saving this i was like no no i I don't care how famous of an artist rebel becomes as an adult there will be no saving but you have to know that in 60 years that would mean something or you just weird you're just a weird a weird person you know what i don't even think i saved this first lock of hair like this is excessive um so that's my like horrifying thing that i saw but in terms of experiential also the louvre um elaine and i elaine friend of the pod who's definitely listening what up elaine went to the louvre after we graduated college we went to paris to celebrate our graduation spent all of our money on booze and we saw the entire louvre in like 45 minutes because we were so desperately hungover like the most hungover that anybody has ever been hungover we were that level of hungover at the louvre we might have taken a brief nap on one of the benches um but the mona lisa seeing the mona lisa i wept like actually cried no like admittedly very hungover like might have been a little emotional due to hangover and like blinding headache and so on but it, it moved me to tears uh, and the um, Winged Victory. And then the other one was uh, mm. La Pieta. Yeah. I think I'm saying that yeah, right. Pieta. Yeah. Like, really yeah. was like, holy, how are you doing this? That same impact mm-hmm. with, with the marble. But um, the Mona Lisa, for sure, moved me to tears. And I called my mom to apologize to her because when I was like nine or so, we went to Amsterdam and she cried in front of a Van Gogh and I made fun of her. I was like, it's just art. What are you weeping about? And she was so moved to tears that I had to call her and apologize having been moved to tears myself. That's sweet. Um, but again, so hungover. <laughs> so hungover. Like, may, like, really wish I could have had a do-over on it's that It's like one. it's possible you were crying because I just can't get out of here. There's <laughs> just so many people and I can't, it's so small. Yeah. It's over there. It, it was stuffy. <laughs> Um, but yeah. So taking us out of the museum, which is other people's curated art, let's bring it home to our own curated art. And Jen and I have talked about art that we like in each other's houses. 
Um, but let's talk about our favorite piece of art in our own homes. And Candy, why don't you go first? Shit. Um, I can go first. Wait, did I even write it down? I did. Okay. Uh, I have a, a Bioshock piece, which is a video game um, that I bought, I feel like in 2015 um, which was a hard time in Candy's life. 2015 was a big year of weirdness and... I don't know. Charged blonde hair. There was a lot going on. Um, I yeah. loved your blonde hair so Thank much. you. I did too. No, I did too. Uh, this piece, I think, was a big deal just because it was like one of the first things I had bought just for me in a long time. Um, and not only bought just for myself, but like framed and did the whole like grown up uh-huh. thing just for my own space. Uh, and, and I absolutely love it. And it's currently in our video game room. <laughs> so that makes sense. That worked out. Well, I actually have two Bioshock pieces. One was, um, kind of an accident. One is a, a Comic-Con exclusive that was art done by, I want to say his name is, his name is Joni, not Johnny, but it's one of the animators or creators of Invader Zim. And he did, um, just this really, really creepy concept piece of the the characters from Bioshock, and and that's also in the game room. So, but yeah, that's the video game pieces, which is a surprise. I didn't think that's the first thing I would I would go to, but it is. But there it is. Yeah. yeah. Next. <laughs> Jen. Well, this is this is a toughie because. Um, we don't have a ton of stuff up on our walls because our walls are made of brick and it's really hard to hang things. So what we do have up is, you know, important and meaningful. And I like them all for different reasons. And of course, the lovely piece, uh, Noodle, you and Mike, we, we rochambeaued over. And uh, even though I lost you, you, you were you were sweet enough to gift it to us for Christmas. And, and that that's a... Uh, mixed media piece of art. I think it's called Melt is the title. I don't know the artist's name. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Oh, it's er- Eric. His okay. name is Eric. Okay. Yeah, I follow well, him on Instagram, yeah. yeah. I think his Instagram yeah. is A-R-I-X-A-R-T, oh, okay. yep. I think, something like that. Yep. Yeah, so that's, that I really, Eric's. really like. Yep. Um, um, one of my last times in New York, I was in the, um, I was in the Chelsea Flower District and um, went into this quirky little floral supply shop and found a bronze squirrel that stands about 10 inches high and it's holding out a dish and I brought that home and I, and I do love that. Like every time I see that piece in my house, it makes me happy. But I think the one that I love the most, and I keep thinking of because I'm in our bedroom, it's an XKCD um, comic strip. Uh, the title of which is called Grown Ups. And it's the one where, you know, guy comes home and he's like you know opens the apartment door and wife is standing there in a you know waist deep in a ball pit and she's like it's like what is this and she's like well we're adults we get to decide what that means so it's always been one of my favorite and josh had it framed and we have that hanging in our bedroom that's means i I am surprised all the time at how many of the same pieces we own because <laughs> i also have an xkgc yeah. piece of art um which i love very much and mike had framed 
<laughs> and that was like completely independent. So it's That's something funny. that I don't think we ever spoke about. And then I saw it. No, no. And I was like, wow, yeah. we have that in our bedroom. Well, we have Similar. Yeah, that's, that's, yes, it's, it is, it's a different exactly. strip, but yes. Mine is the, the I'm trying to stop time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to turn the world backwards yes. to have more time with you. Yeah, which, I mean, he is the most it, romantic art math nerd that's ever nerded. He's, he's so great. Exactly. Yeah. He's so great. Um, so I have two. Unless, I, would, do you I have more that you want to talk I'll about? I'll just keep going. But thank you. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair. Right. That's fair. Uh, I have two. Um, one was a gift from you, Jen. Um, which is the girl laying on the floor reading a book in front of her bookcase, which I love so much that I tattooed it on my arm. Uh, And in fact, I think actually the one that I have tattooed on me is a slightly different version that you actually drew from that picture. So I have you, yeah, I have your artwork tattooed on my arm um, based on this magnificent piece of art that you got me um, that... Uh, we use as the icon for, or the infographic, or mm-hmm. icon, whatever yeah. picture. Whenever we do a what you, yeah, whatever. Whenever we do a what you're reading noodle, just in um, picture mode, it's that, and I love that so much. It's got this beautiful gold frame, which I never would have put on it, and it's just absolutely the right frame, like it's perfect, and I love it. Um, and the other piece is. Similarly, Candy is the first piece of art that I ever bought that was an original piece of art. That was not a reprint. That was not a something, something, something that I bought for myself. I was at Day of the Dead uh, at Hollywood Forever, however many years ago, and this artist was there, and he had a huge, blown up, you know, piece of this art, and it is wood, and it's a mixed, uh, mixed medium. It's wood and paint and uh, yarn and it's all mm. been like polyurethane over um and it is either a bird freeing themselves from being wrapped up in yarn or they're building a nest so it's kind of depends on how you're looking at it are they creating a home it's two it's two birds each with one side of it so is it am i tying you up or are we building something together it really just depends on kind of how you feel in the moment and it, the artist was selling a huge version and i asked him like do you make the? Do you have a smaller one? Because it was, it was like six by six, and I was like, "Well, that's that's too much art for me." And the guy said, "I will, I will make it for you." And he did. He made a smaller version, and it was the first time I ever like commissioned a piece and bought it. That was like uh-huh. a real original something, uh, and I love it so much. And it's always the first piece of art that I want to hang up when I. That's a great it. piece. That is excellent. That um, is. And I want to close out our art analysis with the fact that i actually have a little piece of art for both of you uh the next time i see you guys oh my gosh soon um that i won in a raffle uh to support planned parenthood wow excellent yeah so arts for good good all around um and yeah yeah, and we can tag the artist i cannot remember it's like creme somebody and i don't remember what it is but we will tag the artist and i don't want to look it up on my phone for fear of losing the recording that we're doing <laughs> so sure. so we will make sure to tag it in the call outs but yes i have a, a little piece well, of art for both you. Of you, which i think you'll both enjoy Yay. that's wonderful because yeah, yeah. i like you guys 
Is that our art? I think that's our art. art. I think we've arted. I think, uh, I don't know. I hope this was, was inspirational for you guys. I very much enjoyed looking at my stuff and I really dug into my books today unexpectedly. And I was like, wait, no, I'm wrong. There's more. And then I was like, oh yeah. And it was yeah. really good for me. It's been, a, it's been, a fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel inspired and, and yes. pretty about things I feel pretty. as opposed to, as opposed to just like, right. Everything sucks all the time. I'm so pretty. Yeah. yeah, I do. Pretty and witty and gay. Which takes us to. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no, we missed a part entirely. I'm so we sorry. Did, but we missed about what it's like. I don't know. Do we have enough time? Should we you know save what? Let's, that? Let's, let's save that because I think that we're running, we're running up. We are. We're clock. running a little so long and that's. Save we can make it a whole producing other episode. Art. Yeah, for a different episode and we'll have you on again to talk about oh. your artistry, Jen, um, since you have. Is that okay? Yes. Absolutely fine. I'd love to. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I, we, we got, I think, deeper into the art, and I feel good about what we've we We did. We got a little yes. art, art deep. I like it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so let's dive into Political Minute. Uh, and I'm actually changing the topic of what our Political Minute was based entirely on the announcement today. Um, and I will postpone our previous Political Minute for another time and just take a minute to celebrate the fact that Biden has announced his VP. Ooh. Yay! Yay! Uh, Kamala Harris and anyone who's unhappy about it has what three months to get the fuck yep. over it and vote for her anyway. Uh, Trump uh, officially has been beaten by Biden in terms of campaign promise deliveries because Biden said he was going to appoint a woman and he did. <laughs> Yay! Check. Uh, and it's actually, it's pretty historic in terms of she is the first black woman, uh, on a major candidate as a VP and she's the first Indian woman. Um, it's a big fucking deal. There's a lot of argument about, Ooh, she was a really, really not so nice prosecutor. Uh, Sean King wrote a great piece about how her politics have changed since then, how her voting record is much more progressive. And there's a lot of other pieces around it. But right now, today, I want to celebrate the fact that we have a VP appoint like nomination and this is progress and this gives us something to rally around. So I am so happy about it. Uh, frankly, uh, I'd have been happy whoever it was, but I think I think that Kamala's a great pick and I'm gonna be extra excited about it. So what can we do to support that? Jen, Yay. take it away. <laughs> well, because uh, the last couple of months have had us all kind of beat down and feeling a little um shell shock and, and helpless at times. Um I found I received a lot of emails. Anyhow, I decided I was going to participate in the postcards to swing states. And this program, you can, you sign up, they'll send you a stack of blank postcards. They'll give you two messages to choose from. All you have to do is buy stamps and handwrite these postcards, encouraging people in the 10, I think it's 10, is it 12 now? Well, at least 10. It was like Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, North Carolina, Iowa, Maine, Kansas, and Montana. Encourage these people in these swing states to vote. Doesn't say who for. It just says, please vote. Please get out there and vote. You have a choice. You have a chance to, to, to make positive change 
So let's do that. And um, so, yeah, so I, I have uh, 400 names and 400 blank postcards and 400 stamps, and I have to get writing. So did they mail you a package yes. with postcards yep. in it? And you're so you don't exactly. have to go anywhere. You just have exactly. to have the stamps in hand. So you're kind of two for wanting this and that you're telling people to vote exactly. and helping. And I was able postcards. to do this all online. I get the I ordered the stamps online and they arrived. Within three days, I ordered the postcards, and they came in about a week. Um, super easy. Do you have the option of selecting how many yes, postcards you're yes. willing to sign I, up for? I think, I think you start at 200. And um, I got Josh going here, and my brother-in-law is going to come down and help. So that's three of us over the next uh, two months. And you, all you have to do is also mail them out by October. Okay. Yep. I love it. Um, I would like to put out a challenge to any of our listeners to join us. I am going to raise my hand and volunteer Ooh. to do 200. Uh, tell us, listeners, if you are going to do it with us, because I think that's something we can do. And these postcards are super They're adorable. Really, super, super yeah, yeah, adorable. They're really cute. They're personalized yeah. in each state. The other thing, too, is they do say if you want to do more and you can't do this, you can just even donate to this group, to this cause. That's yep. also a great idea. Mm-hmm. Spend exactly. money for other people to do things, uh, especially because we're all home. You're not going anywhere. This is something you can do at home. You're afraid to go door knocking. Mm-hmm. Don't want to call anybody mail. on the phone. Uh, nobody, likes that, nobody, so. likes <laughs> nope, no, nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. No, nobody likes that. That's so true. I actually really enjoyed it when I was doing it as a job. Uh, I don't want to do it now because my real job is uh-huh. so much talking on the phone. Right. Um, but. I love it. I'm 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 super inspired yeah. by you doing this, Jen. Thanks. And I'm like, all right, I could do 200 yeah. over two months. Absolutely. And I said I sit on a lot of meetings. <laughs> this is something I can do. Oh, that is that is a very good thing to do at that time. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of scrolling instead of, for five mm-hmm. minutes, yeah. spend five minutes writing out a card. Yeah, online. absolutely. Write a few postcards. Well, let, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm definitely shopping. Online. I'm going to buy something <laughs> from Etsy, true. but also. Oh, I love it. See, that's great. That is super great. Um, I uh, I think we we said we're going to talk a little bit at a later time, sometime between now and November. Um, we'll we'll talk. We'll have another episode where we kind of just uh, our thoughts on on Biden and Harris and what what that yeah. feels like, what it looks like, uh, what it means. But right now, deeper dive into some of their policies, mm-hmm. like you know, we'll just. Roll it out. Yeah. History, policy, expectations, and what we hope is going to happen. General feels. Yeah. General feels. I like Let's it. get them out together before. <laughs> Deal with them before voting day. Deal with them before it's time to Man. drop your ballot in the mail. <laughs> Process your shit. Process our shit. Yep. Uh, let's let's do our let's do our, our our shout outs and our plugs. Jen, let me ask you first. What would uh, what do you want to shout out? What do you want to? You got any stuff you want to plug? Ooh. You want to um, direct people to your stuff? Well, I did just. Uh, Re-establish or uh, repost um, some, I- relist some items on my Etsy shop. Um, I am currently in between jobs, so uh, I'm going to start doing uh, cake toppers again. So I have a- an Etsy shop, Jenny B. Yes. Creative. And, and they are amazing. Oh, that's, I did uh, your wedding. Jen did yeah. my wedding, mm-hmm. and I love them so much. I gifted them to somebody else yeah. for their wedding. Uh, that Lisa, friend of the pod, I assume you're listening, Lise, 
Um, and they are personalized and magnificent. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Revel keeps saying penguin, Aww. penguin. He really wants to play with it. And I'm like, you keep your grubby <laughs> well, hands. Well, you know here, what? So. I, I've mm-hmm. actually started working in a new type of clay, which is a polymer-based clay and a little bit more uh, sturdy. So there could be uh, a little Revel penguin in the future. Oh my God! Oh, he would love that and oh. stick it right in his mouth. Be tiny, maybe anybody. Yeah, <laughs> a wee penguin very small, very, hybrid. very teeny yep. penguin, teeny <gasps> penguins. Jenny, be creative. Yeah, uh, I, I had a friend as well who ordered some yeah. some beautiful, beautiful cake toppers. I'm very excited. Thank you. Yay. Yay, Clay. Awesome. Um, we, we are going to, next month, uh, September, it is August now, right? Uh, we are doing a, a, a new mini book club. What's our book, Noodle? It is Big Friendship, How We Keep Each Other Close uh, by Amina Tussaud and Anne Friedman, who uh, hosts the podcast Call Your Girlfriend that I talk about pretty frequently on this show. Uh, and it's about their friendship and kind of how they manage to continue it even though they live on opposite ends of the country and as somebody who has a lot of friends on the far side of the country it really spoke to me so i'm excited to read this book plus it's very aesthetically pleasing as candy noted earlier feels real good in your hands feels yeah looking looking forward feels nice so yeah read along with us grab a grab a copy borrow a copy share a copy uh you know whatever whatever you got see if someone see if a neighbor has one I don't know if you guys are anywhere near um, these adorable little book book share things oh, that are yes, out and about and uh, in yep. some neighbors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See if you you got a copy. Share it with your people. Sounds like it's uh, something that you want to read with your people, and we hope we're your people. So maybe read along with us if you like. We will talk yeah. late September. Um, we'll put up some dates of of when we we don't usually do that but we'll put some pre some dates of like the show will be up by this date so this way you know you can read when you can read along yep. right yep, I like right it. so we got that uh, i have a i have a correction that i need to make from last episode i uh misnamed my own dad's book because i'm cool i misnamed my dad's book about me oh my things happen yep so it is called Not for Boys Only by Paul Nared. Not Not for Girls oh, Only. My bad. Yeah, sure <laughs> did. Sure did. Uh, feminism. Uh, yep. So you can buy my dad's books on Amazon on his webpage. We'll repost that. But it's called Not for Boys Only. Not Not for Girls Only. Sorry, not. Dad. Also friend of the pad. Friend of the pod. He's listening. Oh, now I'm thinking about pad Thai. Mm. That's just where I'm at. Yee. It's late, guys. It's late. Um, I know. This is this is the late, the way past my bedtime. It's late for us. Uh, Noodle, you're going to be on uh, all-time top ten soon. I am. We're going to do punk rock songs of hope because we need a little hope and I need a little more punk rock in my life. So I am pretty excited about that. I have no idea when I'm recording that and I have no idea when that's going up. But I'm definitely doing that at some point soonish. Boop. Quarantine. Uh, I, yeah, right? Exactly. What's, what's days anyway? We want to call out um, candy from something that you posted on your Instagram about supporting Lebanon in wake of the oh, fatal, yeah. horrific explosion 
Um, there's a lot of what do we do, how do we help people, and Candy, if you'd like to share that. Um, I will definitely uh, will share the graphic and the links for uh, the Red Cross. Uh, the, they're actually calling for that. They think donations to um, the Red Cross in Lebanon is the best way to get money exactly where it needs yeah. to go, um, as opposed to some of the other other things that are out there which you know there's always when things like this happen there are always calls for food or supplies medical supplies specifically there are you know there are places uh, taking people in that need towels and things like that however um at some point i think in in the chaos it gets a little difficult especially if you're far to get those kind of supplies directly to the people maybe who need them most so um again the red cross is saying we are the. We will make sure that those supplies get to that place. Um, so that's what they're saying is the best way to help. And uh, in a terrible segue from that, our <laughs> next episode, along with the book club, is about combating fast fashion, in which we're going to talk about a lot of different ways to buy that are not supporting fast fashion. A lot of the kind of upcycle culture. And kind of from both sides of noodle buying and candy and talking about her experience selling on uh, some of those platforms. So that's an awkward segue, but there we are nonetheless. This is the world. This is this is what we got. Beautiful. Yep. Strange. Uh, Awkward. And now it's time for awkward goodbyes. Yes. So, Jen, thank you for joining us. Uh, this well, is always you. a pleasure. Your effervescence. Oh, my goodness. Effervesced. Uh, washed all over me like a, <laughs> like like that, that scene in Willy Wonka with all the bubbles, with the floating. Aww. That's what it was like. Lifted me right up. That beats the hell out of so Harry. Oh, you're my Because I thought washed all over me like. Like, like I'm covered in like a I'm very yeah. sticky now. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm sticky. All right. Well, uh, I'm Noodle. I'm Candy. I'm Jen. And and that's Jen. Thanks for joining Mwah. us. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you soon. Mwah. Mwah, bye. 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 Thanks.